0: Hello and welcome to Total Recall SM19 on the Word on the Go podcast. Throughout this series, we're going to be bringing you all the talks and seminars from this year's festival. We hope you enjoy. Okay, let's not lose this moment. It's a good place to be. We're in a good moment, a special place in the presence of God, and uh, it's a real treat for me tonight to welcome our speaker, who was with us this morning, so please put your hands together and welcome Trey, back on the stage. Come on, Trey. You're very welcome. And I thought we could give him a special kind of round of applause, because he suggested uh, yeah, just a single one, okay? So uh, if you're here this morning, it was a single clap. So are you ready? Hands together or just a part after three. This is for you, Trey. Oh, okay. from, all right. This is ready. for you. Are you ready? After three. One, two, three. Yeah. That's it. That's what Come we're talking on. about. That and was awesome. And another special welcome, another special guest, because we've got something to pray for Ooh. Trey tonight. So please give a massive round of applause, cheer, scream, stamp your feet for Sydney. Come on. Yes. Yeah. over there <laughs> brilliant it's all for you Sydney okay so tell us first of all who you are and what you normally do when you're not at Summer Madness
1: well I'm Sydney and normally when I'm not at Summer Madness I'd probably draw or do a wee bit of dancing <laughs> not notes, though
0: wow that's pretty epic and what's, what's been the best part of today for you
1: Everything. I don't have a favourite.
0: Everything. That's pretty good. And, uh, and tell me, tell me one dream that you have as you think about the future.
1: Um, a dream would probably be for more people to encounter like God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, or maybe pass my GCSEs as well.
0: <laughs> They're both good things. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. I love it. That's brilliant. (laughs) I love the reality. The reality (laughs) of passing GCSEs. It's important. Well, we're going to pray. Sydney's going to lead us in praying, but we can all do this together. Mm. So if you're able to, why don't you stretch out your hand, one hand out to yourself. Sorry, one hand out to Trey, and just put the other hand on your, just on your heart, yeah? Get in here. One hand on your heart, and one hand, stretch it out to Trey. All right, because this is not all about Trey, all right, the pressure's off him tonight. This is about us as well encountering God and being ready and prepared, okay? So let's pray together. Let's pray.
1: Father God, I pray for Trey um, to help increase the Holy Spirit's presence and to show your love and Mm. to provide your words through him and... I also hope you help him through this and help him be confident. And amen. Yeah, amen.
0: Amen. amen. Uh, amen. I'm a legend. Thanks, city. Legend. You go get him.
2: All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. How you doing? Summer madness. Are you alive? Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Y'all are hot tonight. All right, everybody, survive the rain. How? <laughs> Did it, it, I mean, it was like Bohemian Rhapsody, Thunderbolt lightning. Very, very frightening there for a few minutes, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I, oh, hey, look at this. It, it got real crazy real quick, didn't it? And um, we, were, we were supposed to have like Q&A with everybody. And, like 20 people were here. So we just decided to gather two of every animal and start a boat because it got real crazy for a few minutes. But then it stopped. And then I prayed all day, Lord, please bring back the sun. Now, to be fair, last night, Lisa led us in singing that song, Rain Down, and I was like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Can you hear that? That's the band back there, just getting filled with the Spirit. All right, friends, I don't know what's happening back there. I'm trying to decide if this is going to, I have a nervous feeling. This looks very flimsy, doesn't it? Yes, I'm going to use this chair. All right, so friends, I'm really stoked to be here, and I want to talk to you tonight. I've been praying about this. And I've been praying for you this afternoon. I was in my tent. It's, a, it's, like, a, it's like a tent with walls. <laughs> but I've been praying for you. Listen, I, I want to tell you, like tonight, I think I, I, I really, I want to I go deep. You know, I got something for you. And, and I, I, I really believe it's from the Lord. And I think everybody who stands on the stage is trying to come here with the word of the Lord. But I want you to dig in tonight and listen. Are you up for it? You ready to like dig in for a few minutes? I'm going to get Old Testament tonight. <laughs> Y'all are fired up tonight. It's exciting. But I want to start with a story. Um, I want to tell you a story about, um, so I was coming home from, uh, I, I have an HIV foundation that I helped start years ago. And I've been working in sub-Saharan Africa for 18 years or so. And um, I was flying home from being down in sub-Saharan Africa working with our leaders there. You know, all of our projects are owned in the communities, all African-led, African leadership everywhere. And so I was down meeting with some of our guys, having an amazing time. But, man, I was tired. I had preached for like four days straight. I was wiped out. And it was a long, long flight home. And to get back here to Ireland, I had to fly all the way through Switzerland. So I was in... um, I don't know, someplace in Switzerland, you know, one of those places, Geneva or something, right? So I fly into Geneva, and I get there, and I'm just so delirious. I'm like walking around where you're doing that thing, you know, you're just, you know, because I can't think. I'm so tired. I can't breathe. I feel all funny. And I go to one of those lounges, you know, those fancy lounges, you know, and I had the little fancy card for the fancy lounge. And And I showed it to the girl, and I couldn't even talk. I was like, please, please. And she was like, come in. And she said, Mr. Shepherd, you're our only guest. And she looked at my flight and She went, I can see you're very tired. And I was like, I am very tired. (laughs) I'm very tired. And then she said, well, here, come over here and sit down. I'm going to get you some soup. And already at this point, I was just like, this is such a good moment. And then she said, I'm going to turn the lights down and you just rest. You've got five hours to your next flight. We'll come and get you when the plane's ready. And I was like, thank you, angel of the Lord. But what happened is I fell asleep like never before in my entire life, so hard. And then when she came to get me, I was so disoriented and so tired, this woman came back, touched me on the shoulder and went, wake up. And I went, mom. (laughs) That's a completely true story. And she went, not mom. The little Swiss lady. And I was like, I was so embarrassed. I just went. Bah and left, you know. <laughs> but you know, sometimes things happen to us. Are we, we get so tired, everything breaks around us, we get completely disoriented, so much so that we kind of lose our bearings. And tonight I want to talk about a guy who loses his bearings, a guy who loses everything around him, and his circumstances absolutely shake him so badly that he forgets everything about who he is. And I want to talk to you tonight about a guy called Elijah. And we first meet him in 1 Kings 17. And he comes into the Bible. You know, there's like not an intro. It's not like, here he is all the way from Colerain, the American Irish legend, Trey Shepherd. Nothing like that. He's like, boom, into the story. And this is how he appears in the Bible. I'm going to read it to you from the message. Verse 1, 1 Kings 17. And then this happened. Elijah the Tishbite from among the setters of Gilead confronted Ahab. Now, that is a pretty cool way. Can you just imagine that's what they... And then this happened. You walk into the room. It takes some serious play of power to have that. But this is how Elijah is introduced to us in the Bible. And Elijah is confronting the most wicked king that Israel's ever known. In fact, what the Bible says about Ahab is he's more wicked than all the kings that went before him. But Elijah is the man of God. And he comes in and he confronts Ahab. And what he does is he says these words. He says, as surely as God lives... The God of Israel, before whom I stand in obedient service, the next years will see total drought, not a drop of rain unless I say otherwise. And the rain stops. Now, that is an amazing Old Testament prophetic power. It is one that I pray for every day living here in Ireland. Every day I go, Give me the power of rain, oh God. You know? So, this is a guy who, first off, has the power. To control the weather, which is an amazing power. He speaks to Ahab and he gets control over the weather. The next thing that happens is God says, go to another place. He goes over there and then he's living by this river and the the land goes into drought. There is no rain because Ahab is so evil and God's trying to get his attention. And so in this place where there's no rain, Elijah lives by this brook and there's water there. And then ravens begin to bring him food. So number one, he can stop the weather. Number two, he has a bird army bringing him food. That's awesome. I don't know what sort of food. I don't know if it was like, (laughs) I have thought a few times, did they bring chicken? Because that would be odd, right? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Ravens are like, this looks odd. Here's your food. All right. So he's got delivery from birds, bird army, okay? Then he saves a widow who is at the edge of death with a miracle with oil. Then her son dies. He raises this kid from the dead. He is out of control. He's so bold. He's so confident. He's so bold. He actually sets up a showdown on a mountain with all the evil, the evil prophets of Baal, which is the, the, the sort of anti-God set up against God, this idol that the, the nation of Israel has begun to follow. He sets up a showdown with them, and they get up on there, and he says, listen, we're going to build two altars. And then I'm going to pray to the one true God, and you can pray to your fake God. And whoever can call down fire to burn up the sacrifice wins. Now, that is a bold experiment, would you say? So what they do, the prophets of Baal, they build their altar. They set it all up. They spend the day calling out fire. Elijah's not just confident. He's like super confident. He starts like throwing shade at him and stuff. He's all like, uh, did your God go to sleep? Is your God on holiday? I mean, he's, he's, I mean, you can read all of this in the Bible, and you should read the Bible, okay? Right? He's just throwing at a phone Finally, they give up, and he's like, my turn. And he says, dig a trench around the altar. They dig a trench around, it. he says, pour water over it. And they do, and they pour water over it again. They pour water over it until the trench is full. And then in this moment, then Elijah, all of the eyes of or the, 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 you know, these people everywhere watching this showdown, and in that moment, Here's what the Bible says. Elijah prays this. Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and I have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you're turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell from heaven and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up all the water in the trench. Boom! Boom! That is awesome. So let's just recap where we're at with the Elijah powers, okay? Number one, power over the weather. Number two, bird army. Number three, can call fire down from heaven, okay? At this moment, people are like, the God, your God, the God of Israel is the one true God, and the people begin to return to God. Then here's what happens. Then he goes to tell Ahab, the evil king, that rain is about to come. And as he sells this to the king, he says to Ahab, I hear the sound of a coming rain. Ahab gets in his chariot. You know what a chariot is? Y'all ever seen a chariot? It's like a, you know, like, a, like a long thing with wheels and you stand in it and horses pull you and you go really fast. I mean, not as fast as a car, but you go really fast. And this is what happens there. Listen to this crazy thing that happens. The sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab and his chariot rode off to Jezreel. Listen to this next sentence because it's crazy. Then the power of the Lord came on Elijah, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to Jezreel. So let's just recap. Can control the weather. Bird army, can call fire down from heaven, runs really, really fast. Not bad, huh? This is a huge victory for Elijah. It's an incredible moment. At every stage there, even that moment, there, that, that moment where it says that, it, say, it, says, it says tucking his robe into his belt. In the King James it says girding up his loins. And you get the idea of this guy like in a robe going, I'm about to run faster than you've ever seen. And he's just gone. It's like, you know, I'm really into this this passage of scripture. And so sometimes when I want to do something that looks really cool, I go, I'm about to gird up my (laughs) loins. Right? So here's a guy who is unbelievably successful. He can, by his command, control the weather. He can call fire from heaven. He has a bird army. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but he does. And he can run really, really fast. Now, at this moment, you'd think this guy is set for life. He can hear God's voice. He knows what to do. He's working in God's power. What could possibly go wrong? And often we read this story, we stop there. But it's what happens next that's so important for us tonight. Here's what happens. Ahab goes home, and Ahab has a wife. She's just as evil as he is, and her name's Jezebel. And Ahab goes home and tells Basically, Ahab goes home and tells on Elijah to Jezebel. Here's verse, uh, chapter 19, verses 1 through 3. Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he would killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like one of them. So here's what happens. Jezebel goes, I'm going to kill you, Elijah. Now, how does Elijah respond? What do you think he does? Because you'd think that Elijah would go, you're going to kill me? I got the power of weather. <laughs> right? Or, or fire from heaven. Fire from heaven. Fire from heaven. <laughs> bird army. Bird army. Bird army. You know? I'll run really fast. <laughs> right? I mean, you, <laughs> seriously, right? But guys, here's what happens, and it's so curious. Here's what happens to Elijah in this moment. Verse 3. Elijah was afraid, and he ran for his life. Now, that is weird, isn't it? Because you'd think he'd be like Jezebel, who? I got a bird army. I'll take you down. But instead, what happens is fear grips him, and he runs for his life. And then the craziest thing happens. Elijah goes out into the desert. He crawls under a broom tree and prays to die. That's how much he loses his bearings. I'm going to read it to you right here. Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom tree. He sat down underneath it and he prayed that he would die. I've had enough, God. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Now, (laughs) you're at this stage going, I like the bird army. What are you talking about? Here's the deal. Some of us know what that feels like. Some of us knows what it feels like when we lose our bearings, when everything just goes pear-shaped in our life, when all the circumstances that surround us suddenly go upside down. And we find ourselves in that place where we just want to crawl under a tree and die. And you know why this is an interesting thing to talk about? Is because I know what that feels like. You know, for years, working in ministry, I was in a band and speaking all over the world, leading events, leading a big youth discipleship movement, speaking at big events like this all over the world. And in the midst of that, some things happened in our life, my wife and I and our family, that just caught me off guard. We had a late miscarriage and we lost a little girl midway through my wife's pregnancy and it really hit me hard. But I just tried to ignore the pain and move on. I buried my best friend from cancer. I had to stand there and do his funeral looking at his two little boys, my godsons, And then get on a plane in the morning and fly to America for a tour. We walked through difficulties that both my kids faced and all this stuff and one day suddenly it just kind of caught up to me. And all the stuff that had gone on in the past, all the feelings I'd had, all the moments that I had felt like powerful, all that stuff, all I felt like doing was crawling under like a broom tree and I just wanted to be done. I felt like praying that prayer, I've had enough, Lord. And you know what was so hard in those moments? Is my deep fear in that space was what was God going to do with me? And the reason I wanted to talk to you about this tonight is because here's what I want you to hear tonight. This story from Elijah It's so important because of the way that God responds to Elijah and his brokenness. Because some of you right now may know what this feels like. For some of you, it may be something that you live with. For some of us, we battle emotional health. We battle depression. For some of us, it may feel like we got a shadow at our door all the time. And sometimes we don't talk about it when we gather as the people of Jesus. But the Bible's not afraid to talk about it. And tonight, here's the thing. I believe there's joy in the room. And joy isn't set by circumstance. Joy is set by the truth of the love of the Father for you, even when you're broken. So let's look at how God responds to Elijah in this moment. Next verse. Elijah lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said get up and eat and he looked around and there by his head was some bread a cake of bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water he ate and drank and then lay down again now here's what happens and this is so beautiful when Elijah lost it when Elijah broke down you know what God did for him God didn't be like Elijah you've blown it It wasn't like he got that call, Elijah, good job with the bird army, but you're finished in this town now. At his most broken moment, when he says, I'm finished, what does God do? God bakes him a cake. You know why? Because that's what a good father does. And here's what I want you to hear tonight. I want you to hear that we want to see this nation transformed. But here's how we transform it. We're not cogs in God's machine. We're his friends. And you are deeply loved by your father tonight. And if you are broken tonight, here's what I want to say to you. It's okay to not be okay. But you don't have to stay that way. Because in the midst of our most broken places, the father reaches for us. When we're under the broom tree finished when we're so tired, when we don't want to get out of bed in the morning and go to school one more day because we can't face what we're going through, God meets you and me in that place and he bakes us a cake because you are deeply, deeply loved. And some of you tonight, here's what you need to hear. You need to hear this, you are deeply loved. Some of you tonight have brought in burdens, some of you brought in shame, some of you have brought in your backs just worn down. Now the thing is, is that some of us, when we're in that midst of the broom tree stuff, we can be like this on the inside, but we know how to put the face on it and be like, I'm a happy Christian. You know what I'm talking, y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Here's the thing, just like I was talking about this morning, here's what happens when we allow ourselves to be seen in his presence. We get to see him for the father that he is, a loving father who meets us in the place of our greatest need, in the place of our greatest brokenness. And that's exactly what we see here. In our lives, we can do everything to avoid finding ourselves under the broom tree finding ourselves battling perhaps depression or dark thoughts or any of that, but sometimes it happens. And when it happens, sometimes we're so ashamed that we're there. And let me just say this with love. I know that we're here from a lot of different kinds of churches tonight. You know, if you're Presbyterian tonight, holla. All right. Baptists. Where's, where's my Baptists. <laughs> It's like, it's like 10 Baptists. Woo! That's me too. I, was, I grew up Baptist, all right? Where's my Methodists? All right, where's my Catholics? Yeah, what up, y'all? Welcome. Welcome. All right, where's my, what it was, I got a bunch of Pentecostal and Charismatics left. Where's all my house-jumping charismaticies? <laughs> Vineyard. Y'all are supposed to yell in the house jumping charismatic part. Come on. All right. Anybody, Who am I missing? Who am I missing? Church of Ireland. Come on. All right. All right. So we got people here from Northern Ireland. We We got people here. We got people here from our brothers and sisters in the South of Ireland, Republic of Ireland. We got people here from America. And Germany? <laughs> Somebody holla. One German person, hello! <laughs> all, right. All, right. All, right. All, right. all right, all right. Any more Europeans? Europeans? South Americans? Central Americans? Africa? Antarctica? Y'all are just being crazy now. All right, now, now listen, here's the thing. I don't care, I don't care. I don't care what country you're from. I don't care what religious tradition you grew up in or you happen to be in now. I don't care if you're from the north or the south or the east or the west. Here's the thing. So often in the body of Christ, we haven't been that good about handling when people come with brokenness. And here's what I wanna say tonight. This is a safe place here in the family of Jesus for us to bring our brokenness to God and allow him to bake us a cake, allow him to meet us in our places of pain, allow him to meet us in our brokenness so that we can walk into help and carry hope into the brokenness of the world outside. Otherwise, we're just having a big party in a tent. Do you hear me? We want to carry something from this place that brings hope and healing to our streets. And you know what, listen, I just want to, again, guys, let me just be really vulnerable with you tonight. I think about this statistic almost every day. Do you know what the number one killer of men under the age of 49 is? So people who are like from from sort of, I think it's 18 to 49. The number one killer in the UK is suicide of men. Not road traffic accidents. And do you know that the rate here of suicide in Northern Ireland... It's 9.2 in England per 100,000. You know what it is here? 18.9 per 100,000. And here's what it is. The enemy wants us to be silent. The enemy wants us to hide away in our shame. The enemy wants you to think that if you're struggling with depression or with brokenness, or if you're having some suicidal thoughts, or if you're you're just brokenhearted every day, that you should hide that. And let me just say, in the name of Jesus, you don't have to hide anymore. There is hope. There is freedom for you.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Now let me say this to you tonight. Now hear me clearly. Are you listening? Everybody, you're listening to me, aren't you? You're so good. It's so hot in here, and y'all are listening so good. Here's the thing. Let me, let me say this super clear, okay? There is hope and healing. Sometimes that healing comes miraculously through prayer. Sometimes, we, we're, I'm going to pray for you guys and later t- and when I finish up here in a little while. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to believe for the power of God to heal you. But sometimes that healing comes by getting help from a doctor. Sometimes that healing comes by getting help from your church leaders and getting counseling. Sometimes that healing comes by getting involved in a program that helps you work through issues in your life. It doesn't matter to me which way, and it doesn't matter to Jesus. What matters is that you walk into the freedom that you've always been born for. So if tonight, if tonight you're under the broom tree, we can all begin a journey towards healing and wholeness together. Because when we begin to walk out of that in our lives, when we begin to learn to walk in the wholeness and the healing that God offers, then we actually have wholeness and healing to bring to our friends who are struggling in brokenness in our schools. We have it in our workplaces. We get to be honest. You know, I spent the last 10 years working in the music industry, working in mainstream music industry, you know, writing songs for the radio, that sort of thing and working with artists from all over, and one of the most common refrains, sometimes late night in the studio, you'd finally get to where people are talking honestly, and they knew, they know that I love Jesus, they know I'm a Jesus follower. Oftentimes, I'd work with bands, loads of the bands I worked with weren't Christians, and times we'd be late at night, and we'd be talking, and would always come up, and they'd talk about the sadness in the heart. And in those moments, what I didn't say to them was, everything can be fixed with a dose of Jesus. Here's what I got to say. I got to say, brother, I have been right there. But when I was down, (laughs) he didn't leave me alone. When I was under the broom tree, he came for me. When I was used up, he wasn't finished with me yet. When I was ready to give up, he hadn't given up on me. Let's read on to the scriptures just as we come into land. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and he touched Elijah and said, get up and eat. This journey is too much for you. And I'm really moved by that bit of scripture there. In that moment there, it's like the angel is speaking the word of the Lord to Elijah and saying, this is too much for you. And here's what I want to say to you guys. Listen. On your own, the world that you live in right now is too much for you. It is more than a human can handle. Do you know that in a single 24-hour period, you process more information than people in the Middle Ages processed in their entire lifetime? Your brains are attacked like this, just all the time. It's more than you can handle on your own. Well, here's what the promise of God is, and we see it here in the story of Elijah, that when the journey is too much for us, The Spirit of God meets us and empowers us so that we can make the journey. And that's what happens here with Elijah. The scriptures go on. Strengthened. So Elijah got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. And then a very curious thing happens here. Elijah goes into this cave there and he prays throughout the night. And then in the morning, the word of the Lord comes out to him. And Elijah comes out, and God says, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah, at this moment, even though Elijah's been met in his brokenness, even though all this is going on, Elijah goes into moaning. Elijah's like, I've been very zealous for you. I'm the only one left. I'm the only prophet left. Everybody else is gone. It's only me. And again, in that moment, he's, he's speaking. It's not true. If you read that scripture, and you should read the scripture, if you read that, he's not the only prophet left, but he's in so much pain that he only sees those circumstances. And how many of us, don't raise your hands, but how many of you know what it's like when everything is so broken in your life that all you can see are your circumstances and you can't see any love, you can't see any hope, and you certainly can't see any Jesus. Do you know what that feels like? Here's what's happening. Elijah's in that moment and he's like, I'm the only one left and God basically in that moment still reaches out to him. And Here's what God says. God says, (laughs) step back I'm going to speak to you. My presence is going to pass you by. And this is a mental moment in the Bible. A great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but God was not in the fire. But after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and he went out and he stood at the mouth of the cave. Now, here's the deal Elijah's brokenness and walking through that difficult part that he had to face and walking through the reality of what he was dealing with, what he did was he opened the door for God to speak to him in a more intimate and close way than he'd ever heard before. It's one thing if, like, God speaks to us through fire or a big wind or an earthquake. But you know, you have to draw really close to hear someone when they whisper. And here's the thing. For some of you tonight, I just believe the invitation of the Father is to come close enough to hear his whisper. Because in that whisper, God speaks such prophetic and powerful things to Elijah. He speaks to Elijah in a whole new way. He gives Elijah new vision. He gives Elijah the look at what's coming next and Elijah goes out and calls another prophet called Elisha who walks in incredible power, who carries, just like we heard a few minutes ago, a double portion. And here's what I believe for you guys tonight. I believe that the Spirit of God wants to whisper to you as you draw near. That where some of you, you're tired. You're tired of being tired. You're tired of carrying brokenheartedness. You're tired of trying to put a happy face on it. And you've been terrified that if you admit any of that stuff. That God will move away. No, that's when God draws even closer to you. So he can whisper his truth into your life. Here's the flip side of that. On the other side of this story. We get a few chapters later in the Bible. And Elisha. The person that Elijah has called the next prophet. Elisha's kind of doing this sort of prophetic spying thing. These armies keep attacking the Israelites. And Elisha's like seeing where they are and hearing their plans in the spirit. And he keeps foiling all their plans. And so they send a whole army to go kill this prophet, this man of God. And in this moment, here's Elisha. He's utterly surrounded by an army, completely surrounded by an army. It looks like everything is going to go terrible. And here's what happens. Elisha's servant gets up the next morning and goes out to look at this army that surrounded them. And I'm going to read this. This is from, uh, from 2 Kings 6 here. The next morning, the servant of the man of God got out and went and looked out across the city. And he saw an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. And he said, oh, no, what will we do? And Elisha answered him and said, Do not be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. The Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked up, and he saw the hills full of horses and the chariots of fire all around Elisha. Now listen, the reason I wanted to tell you, talk to you about this tonight and tell you this story is this. Sometimes when you see people like me, Or, you know, do not have to be people like me. I mean, they could be younger from a different country. They could be cooler, all that stuff. But when you see people on this stage up here, here's what I want you to know, is that we are normal people who carry normal problems, who need an extraordinary God to step into our ordinary broken lives and transform them into something that can be used. That's good. Thank you. You guys are so sweet. But let me tell you why I'm telling you this. Here's the thing. I don't want you to have to be under the broom tree. My heart and my prayer for you as a dad and as a father is this, that you can be on that other side when you're surrounded by your circumstances, that you raise your eyes to the hills and you say, I see the hills filled with horses and the chariots of fire. There's more with me because I got Jesus than those things arrayed against me. And tonight, here's what I want you to hear with all of my heart. God wants to speak to you in unexpected ways. If you're brokenhearted tonight, God wants to bake you a cake. Now, don't tweet that because that's one of those things that will come back to me later. People are like, what, God bakes a cake? You know what I'm talking about, right? And I wrote some things down, and I want you just to close your eyes for a second and listen. Some of you are in a place of pain right now. Some of you have been there for a long, long time. Some of you, I know that many of you are young. Some of you who are 13 and 14, you have been carrying some pain and stuff for a long time. And maybe these are some of the things, because your pain is so real. I'm not taking away your pain. I'm saying your pain is so real that sometimes our pain is all we can see anymore. And maybe we've said words like this, I am utterly alone. Or no one understands me. Or I will be rejected if I say something. Or I am unlovable. Or I am lost. And here tonight, hear this. This is the whisper of the Father to you right now. You are not alone. You are seen. You are understood. You are found. And you are. Are loved. Let's stand up together. We're just going to respond together. Let's just take a second. We're just going to welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I do this, the Holy Spirit's already here. We just want to make ourselves quiet for a moment and allow him to do some work in our hearts. So Holy Spirit, come. Jesus, meet with us here. Reveal the Father's love. Holy Spirit, come. I'm going to get you to close your eyes for just a minute, okay? Just as we respond tonight, the first thing I wanna do is I wanna give you a chance if you've not started a journey with Jesus tonight. If you're listening to all this and you're like, I am tired of being under the broom tree. I felt lost, I felt unlovable, I felt rejected. Or maybe you're like, I didn't realize that my life had hope for more. And you wanna start a journey with Jesus tonight. Nobody's looking around right now but if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand up nice and high where I can see it. We're not going to do anything weird to you, okay? But I just want to give you a chance to respond to Jesus. If that's you, raise your hand. I see you. 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 I see. Yeah. I see you. Even I see you. Sister, I see you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Now listen, it's hard for me to see up here, but let me tell you, it doesn't matter if I see you. It matters, though. This is true. God sees you. You are seen. And as you've raised your hand there in this moment, what you've done is you've started a new journey in your life. And if that's you and you've got your hand raised, let's just, I want to take just a second Here. In a few minutes, I'm going to ask you to do something very brave, just to come and come out to the side. And some people are going to pray with you and just give you a chance to pray, to invite Jesus to step in and take control of your life. But before we do that, before we begin to respond, for some of you tonight, here's the thing. You've been walking for so long in pain that you've got Jesus super distant. You're kind of holding him at arm's length because you're a little afraid of if you let him in what he might say. And you know that it's time for you to return to him. You know it's time for you to step back into an intimacy with him. To step back into a deeper relationship with him. Maybe it was something that maybe you've been away. Maybe it's been a couple of years that you've been walking in brokenness and that kind of thing. And tonight you go, I'm done with that. I want to come home. And if that's you, same thing. Eyes are closed. Raise your hand. Raise them high. Don't wait. We're going to be this quick. Oh, yeah. Come on. I see you. That's it. Raise them high. Goodness, okay, I see you, I see you, I see you, come back home, welcome welcome home, your father loves you, he's got this, no matter what you've done, you aren't what you've done, you're still his child, it's time to come home, I see you, all over, I see you, okay, here's what we're going to do, I'm going to ask you to do something super brave. If you raised your hand for either of those two things, I'm going to ask you to be real brave. Look up at me.
1: I'm going
2: to you to be real brave. And I'm going to count down to three, and then what I'm going to get you to do is I'm going to get you to step out of the aisle and walk over to the sides here and here. If you're coming to faith for the first time, if this is the first time you've said yes to Jesus, you're going to go to my right. And if you want prayer because you've uh, recommitted your life, we're going to keep responding. We've got some more things to do. But if that's either one of you, I want you to be real brave. I'm going to count to three, and I want you to step right out. Don't think about what your friends are doing or anything else. This is between you and Jesus. We're going to count right now. Here we go. One, two, three. Step out and come right now. Yeah, that's good. Go, sister. Hallelujah. Come on
0: there. Yeah, come
2: on, look at you guys. You're so brave. Yeah. You know what that is? Listen, you know why we're clapping? We're clapping because we don't know how to say I love you without it sounding super weird. If we all just started going, we love you. But that's what that sound is. That's the sound of your sisters and brothers in Jesus saying, we love you. Welcome. You are welcome. Now for the rest of us, the band's starting to play back here. Here's what we're going to do. Tonight, if you've been under the broom tree. If you've been battling depression. Depression. If you've been battling discouragement, if you've had suicidal thoughts, maybe you've been battling with self-harm, all of these things, I wanna give you a chance to come and just receive the love of the Father tonight. Now listen, I know those are some heavy things. and So here's what I'm gonna do. We're gonna do two things at the same time so that it makes it easier because it's hard to face some of that stuff, I know. I've preached about this a lot it's still hard for me to stand up in front of you here I want to stand up and say I'm a super Christian I can fly through the room but here's the real thing I want you to know is that real people bring their real problems to an extraordinary God so here's the thing if that's you tonight also if you know of a dear friend to you who is battling these things and you want to come and stand for them tonight i want you to make your way out and come right to the front right here just do it right now we're not going to wait just step out and come right now so if you're battling with those things or if you've got a dear friend that's battling with those things and tonight you're thinking of them right now we're going to pray for them together we're going to gather around and pray for healing we're going to come on you're so brave Scoot up, cause there's a lot of people coming. Let's get up quick. Pull up here. That's good. Come on. Come on up. Come on up here. Okay, you're okay. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. There's room up here. It's okay. We're not afraid of tears. Tears are the sign that we have been loved, and we're finding it. Come on. Are right, we gonna make a little more space? Just scrunching up a little bit. You guys are so brave. You're so brave. If you can't get in, just get up as close as you can. It's okay. Keep making your way. yourself to say these words, I am loved. I am loved. You're not lost. You're found. And whether you're standing here for yourself or for somebody else tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and begin to bring healing. So if you're comfortable doing that, and you can do this out there as well, going to do something we do. Sometimes we're just going to put our hands out. And you don't have to do this. There's no magic power to it. For me, it's just a little way to show that my heart and my hands are open and I want and I need God's help. So God, you see our hearts and our hands open here. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would break the chains of depression and discouragement. That you would break a spirit of suicide or brokenness. That real joy would be released into the hearts of these incredible young women and young men. We speak freedom over them in the name of Jesus. We pray for release from sadness, release from the suffering of the heart. We pray that your incredible love would meet them in their most broken places, even right here in this big old tent tonight. You bless them in the name of Guys, in a minute here, we're gonna have the, where's the, where's the hosts? Where's our, you got, come on up here, guys. We're just gonna continue to respond. Lisa and the guys are gonna, Lisa and Ben are gonna lead us in some worship here in a minute. And here's the thing, listen, look at me real quick. Y'all look up at me, listen, especially all up here, okay? Here's what I wanna, I wanna ask you to do something really brave, okay? This is more brave than even what you've done because what you've done is incredibly brave. Tonight or tomorrow, I want you to go talk to your youth leader. Okay? Or call your parents or find someone that you can speak to to say, I need some help, okay? I had to get help. I couldn't do it on my own. And I'm gonna tell you something, I needed all the prayer and all the worship I could get, but I also needed somebody to sit down and talk to, to help me on my road to wholeness. Will you you make that call tonight? Look at me, will you make that call? Let me tell you, you've got safe people here. The prayer team is trained and they can at least help you start a pathway back. So whether you're set free from from depression tonight or you begin a journey tonight, here's the thing, the heart of Jesus for you is healing and wholeness. And if it happens tonight in a moment, hallelujah. But if it happens over the period of the next year or so through counseling, hallelujah, let's all get healed, amen, amen. So go and speak to someone tonight. And if if you're up here for one of your friends, love well, pray hard, and trust that Jesus loves them even more than you do and that he has not forgotten them. And now, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to bring real joy. Just welcoming the joy of the Lord. You know, joy is different than happiness. Happiness is circumstance-based, but joy comes from truth. Joy rises in our hearts when we recognize that even though we were unlovable, Jesus loved us. That even though we don't deserve it, that he reached for us. And so Lord, where hearts here have been heavy with pain in the name of Jesus, we now say joy come." Where there was brokenness, we replace it with the spirit of praise. Where there was heaviness, we replace it with the joy of the Lord and the name of Jesus. Guys, let's just begin to worship.
0: For listening to Word on the Go. For more information about the festival or to contact us, please visit us at www.summermadness.co.uk forward slash festival or reach out to us across our social media platforms.